Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of Goblin Lore. In this episode, we talk about what it means to be an elder. It's not just age. There's a sort of honor. There's a sort of wisdom. There's a sort of gravitas that comes with the title of elder. And we explore that in a variety of different ways throughout this episode and poke a little bit of fun at Hobbs for being old. Before we leap into the episode, I did want to make note of a couple of things. First of all, a huge thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. We have five patrons currently, and I want to thank them by name. Uh, Chris Combs, Taya Steer, and sorry if I mispronounced that, Taya Taya, Carl Halperin, Zach Leubner, again, sorry about a mispronunciation there, I'm pronouncing it the German way, Zachy Singalon. So thank you all for joining our Patreon uh, and, and subscribing and helping us to, again, keep this podcast cost neutral. That's our main goal here. So again, thank you so much to our five patrons. I don't want to harp on this, but I just want to say that we really appreciate that for, again, helping us reach that goal of meeting all of our site fees, our hosting fees so far. And we are so grateful to all of you. And even more so, if you don't donate, that's okay. Please just tell somebody about us. You know, if you see us tweet something out, retweet it. If you sit next to someone on the subway, steal their phone and subscribe them to Goblin Lore and then slip it back into their pocket. Because you're doing a public service when you do that. So, without any further ado, let's get to the show. Hello and welcome back, Podwalkers. Today we're going to be getting to an episode that we've had planned for quite a while. And I would like to say that I've had a little bit of influence on, given my love and appreciation for Nicol Bolas. Uh, We're going to do an episode on elderness and what it means to be an elder. So before we get started, I'd like us to all introduce ourselves. And we're going to answer a question about what tribe would you most like to see get that elder designation at this point? So I'm uh, Alex Newman, found uh, on Twitter at Alexander New M. And um, my serious answer um, <laughs> would probably be like shapeshifters. I think it could be interesting. I don't know what you would do with that, but I'm, I'm interested to find out what uh, wizards would do with like an elder shapeshifter. That's a, that's a tribe that I've always enjoyed, um, even before the changelings, uh, like the clones and, and, and copy effects like that, that a lot of shapeshifters were earlier in the game. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. So Alex, you said that was your <laughs> serious answer, and I'm wondering what you have for us on that. The less serious side. Well, I mean, so what I did, and and there's a more up-to-date list of of creature types. Um, There's one maintained on, like, MTG Wiki and things, but I've always felt a connection to Mistform Ultimus. Like, the first Changeling before Changelings was a legend from uh, the Onslaught block that had all creature types. And so something wizards did for for a while um, was whenever they'd add new creature types, they would do the Mistform Ultimus watch. I'm like, all right, well, now Mistform Ultimus is also these creatures. Um, so I pulled up that list, the most recent one from, from Theros. And there's, you know some funky things you know i could make a joke about what about gods except you know we kind of already have elder gods <laughs> um i i think where my brain is stuck is is 
elder camels, and I, I don't know what it is about a camel <laughs> that stuck in my head. I mean, like, there's silly things like oozes. What's an elder ooze? But, like, that actually mm. sounds like a thing. That sounds much an, more real, yeah. An elder camel. I don't know. I I might have trouble podcasting this episode because I think that <laughs> thought's going to be in my brain for a while. I, I, I'm even trying to picture a legendary camel, and we're already stuck <laughs> right there. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Redman. You can find me on Twitter at Findhorn. That's F-Y-N-D Horn. And I think even though I'm generally lumped into MTG cat Twitter, which is, you know, I, I am a cat dad. That's my general brand. They're obviously like legendary cats. And maybe someday there's a realistic chance that there will be an elder cat. That would be cool. But really, my favorite animal on the planet is penguins. And I would love to see, A, more penguins in Magic, because there's one. B, an elder penguin. That would be dope. Can you imagine a penguin with, like, a monocle and, like, a wizened long beard? I would love to see that. So so I have to ask you a question, Joe. So how do you feel about the game of Magic having equal numbers of brushwags <laughs> and penguins? I... <laughs> I'm shocked there isn't an elder brushwag either, to be honest. <laughs> this is a travesty of our of R&D that needs to be rectified immediately. This has been one of our best intros in a while, so I'm going to just keep it going by fully admitting, by the way, I'm Hobbs Q. I can be found on Twitter, <laughs> at Hobbs Q, that I am going to stay completely on brand and I want an elder goblin. Oh, and yeah. I'll already tell you, the elder goblin is squee like it's yes. that simple oh, it has to be magic just doesn't know what they're doing sometimes why isn't he an elder goblin why isn't he a planeswalker he's been alive for <laughs> thousands of years the least you can give the guy is elder right what about right old? Well, it could just be old like elder i know has some sort of like weight and honorific to it you could just at least give him like old goblin and that's at least pretty cool i mean this ties us in very nicely to start talking about, well, what does elder mean, actually? Because, as you just said, Joe, elder does not necessarily mean old when it comes to magic. Um, so that's what we're going to be touching on today. And I would say that Squee deserves an honorific that would be more than just being the fact that he's been around for a long time. Because he's seen some stuff. It's beyond just being old. He's seen stuff, and that's mainly because he can die at the drop of a hat. <laughs> but we we really came at this epico episode thanks to an article that was written last year by uh, somebody that we really respect, Jay Anelli, um, who wrote this article on cool stuff that we're going to link in the show notes about being elders of the multiverse. So the concept of elder dragons came from early days of magic so it, it, it cropped up during the set legends we had this whole cycle of dragons the most important of whom is nicol bolas who was not just a dragon type the the, the type line had this idea of elder dragon and, and for many years we didn't really know what that 
meant because it wasn't used anywhere else. It had been used in Legends, and then kind of it disappeared from kind of record, or it really wasn't used in stories or really used in kind of on a card until we show up on Tarkir. And can I say, before we even moved to Tarkir, it was super uncommon back in the early days of Magic. For those of you millennials who've only started playing in, since the most recent, uh, you know, game update. What, what was that? That was the great, the grand creature update. I can't remember the exact name of this, but where they sort of uh, retconned a lot of creature types on old cards and all that sort of stuff. There weren't a lot of two word creature types back in the day. It used to just be legend or human or cat or soldier or whatever. And actually so- human. Yeah. wasn't really around. It was like citizen. It was like your job or yeah. if you weren't human, it was your race. And so elder dragon is pretty uncommon. Yeah, and there were actually a cycle of dragons that could have gotten that title that they chose not to give it to in mm-hmm. uh, Invasion. Like, there was mm-hmm. a group of the, the uh, uh, primibles, primibles? I don't really know how to pronounce the word, um, from Dominaria that came in the story and were kind of relevant to the story. And very much, they were just uh, legends Yeah, at the time. Like, they weren't elder dragons. There was a, It was just legend and of note too when when joe talks about kind of this um there was kind of the scrubbing of of cutting down of creature types some creatures gained human um a lot of creatures mainly had creature types taken away that were not really seen as being useful for magic and kind of to simplify it and even at that time they did not opt to get rid of elder dragon from the five that we had seen in legends so Today's episode really is going to start with kind of, well, what does it mean to be an elder in the multiverse? Yeah, and so where we get into, uh, I guess the lore bit of this is just that there are a lot of different, like like you said, Hobbs, there are a lot of different dragons that we first see with the title of elder and it does continue into Tarkir, where we have the Dragon Lords, and those specifically are on the Dragon Lord cards. <clears throat> excuse me, the Dragon Lord cards from the later years uh, in Dragons of Tarkir, not during Fate Reforged, which is set about twelve hundred and eighty years ago. Thank you again, Janelli, for that uh, timeline knowledge. By the way, Janelli is on the Vorthos cast, and they are also awesome people. Go check them out. Um, where you get a lot more, a lot of the nitty gritty date stuff like that, uh, the details. Um, but so yeah, in Fate Reforge, which is way in the past, because you know wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff from the Tarkir block. Uh, it all of these dragons are just legendary creature dragon. But when you get to Dragons of Tarkir and you see them progressed about 1,300 years, then they have gained the Elder Dragon title, and um, they are the Dragon Lords of their own clans, and they are separated, I guess, more so from the, uh, I guess, rank-and-file dragons, you know, the, the younger dragons in those uh, clans. Quick note, too, about the, the Elder Dragons from, from Tarkir. One thing that is interesting about how they interact with the world and their kind, like the way Tarkir works, the dragons kind of come from the dragon storms. They're not hatched and born, but they are 
in sort of the mold, the mold of the five elder dragons. So even though they are not actually progenitor, progenitors of their own race, they are the leaders of a f- type of dragons. They are the paragon of that d- type of dragon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they are almost emblems of the concepts that each of those clans embodies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so then you get to Ixalan, where we have the elder dinosaurs, and these are again distinguished from the rank and file dinosaurs. Your, uh, gosh, I don't even the like crested snubhorns and such by being these not only legendary creatures, but elders. And they also tend to represent more conceptual things. You have, uh, I'm not going to run down all of them because they're actually really hard names to pronounce. But for instance, the big the big dinosaur that we have here is Zakama, subtitle Primal Calamity. And Zakama is sort of the Godzilla meets uh, Ghidorah, uh, you know, three-headed dinosaur that represents the triune aspects of the sun which the sun empire worships uh the uh red green the naya aligned uh faction of this set and it flat out that art straight up looks like cerebus the three-headed dog oh my gosh just makes me so happy i want to pet him absolutely you're a good boy (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding and I mean, it's it is just you do have these aspects that are represented: dawn, death, hunger, tide, storm, calamity. They're all of these natural world or ethereal concepts that these creatures embody. Um, uh, and and I believe this quote here from the art of Magic: The Gathering, Ixalan, really, you know, read sort of knocks that in uh they embody all of nature from the rising of the sun to the rotting of the swamp and that's Quatley, the planeswalker from Ixalan. so uh yeah it's i mean these these elders i i wondered especially once we got to Ixalan, if these were representing less of sort of flesh and bone real creatures and more the whether metaphorical or mythological uh, creatures of this world that sort of more were, you know, were aspects. They were something that, that we, you know, learned from in story, but they never actually showed up physically in the Ixalan storyline. Which is kind of fascinating. They're almost like the um, horsemen of the apocalypse. Like, they're always mm. kind of there and riding in. And, and actually, I think that that is going to become relevant for our discussion on what it means to be elder and how that is different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, yeah. Aspects, but the, their metaphorical concepts, um, less so than, than maybe real people. I don't know. Um, and I guess the last part of this that Jay writes about, uh, is, is a notable non elder, and that would be Niv-Mizzet. So Niv-Mizzet is the Perun um, or founder of the Izzet Guild on Ravnica, where our story is currently at right now. Um, Niv-Mizzet is currently the Guildmaster as well, but he is a dragon, and he is about 15,000 years old as of the events of Guild Pact. Yeah, but I mean, but he... he, he is a leader of a clan right he has been for a long time he basically won the equivalent of a dragon's war 
and is not an elder. Right, and that's the interesting thing. And I and the reason, uh, as Jay talked to, uh, as as I'm understanding this, or maybe it wasn't Jay, but somebody else asked Doug Byer in Magic, uh, in Wizards of the Coast, about Niv-Mizzet and why he wasn't an elder. Uh, sort of the understanding is that he's not a progenitor of his own group of dragons so much like the tarkiri dragons uh you know he doesn't have a line of dragons coming from him that there aren't other dragons that he rules over he is a ruler of sorts but he isn't a a dragon lord in that same way but that being said doug does sort of concede that a lot of those boxes that uh, that these other dragons check niv mizzet also checks yeah, and I think he hits some of them, but you know, one of the important ones it seems is that he doesn't have that connection to his kind specifically to dragons as right. an elder dragon, um, as a guild leader, as a payroot. You know, he has all these titles um, because he's the master of this guild, but it's it's a different sort of entity. Now, I want to highlight that um, Jay's article was written before our return to Dominaria. When we actually saw our original five legends and our five elder dragons return, because I am not fully convinced that they embody all of this idea of the initial what um, I think it's is it the initial that the that came from the um, uh, sorry the the Doug Byer one about. The Tarkir ones, I'm not sure if that applies to our original five. And actually, technically our original six, because Ugin, while not represented as an elder dragon on a card, is an elder dragon. And that right. he was from the same brood as kind of Bolas and... I think it's a weird thing because this is one place where I think we have to peek behind the curtain a little bit mm -hmm. um, looking at not just like the story and how the story is presented but also how stories are created on a meta level um, to be perfectly honest and maybe slightly callous I think one of the reasons that Niv-Mizzet is not an Elder Dragon is that they weren't using Elder Dragon when the first Ravnica set was printed and now three Ravnica sets later they decided they didn't want to add it as it wasn't as it would have been relevant in the first set but wasn't used so they're going to continue Niv-Mizzet forward as not an Elder Dragon I, I really like that idea kind of that marriage between what actually is happening and what and what is needed because of how the story's been developed because it, it, yeah go ahead Alex. See, it's it's a thing that happens a lot in properties that sort of start and kind of explode and then have a story but don't really have a story and then later they realize a story would be helpful which is kind of where magic is at if you try to dig too far deep beneath the surface for storylines from the first like two or so years of the game there isn't much, and it doesn't really <laughs> coherently fit with what they've done later. They've kind of retconned things and sort of hand-waved things and made things somewhat fit, but they don't fully fit. I mean, um, it's part of the mending is to just explain things away. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that happened too. But, and 
which is fine and that's just the nature of these things and so we kind of fit the stuff in how we can fit it in and it's great for people like us because it lets us do podcasts where we talk about it um and in addition to our contemporaries who are also writing articles and doing podcasts about some of this stuff and there's that's just how these things work sometimes um, and that's where we kind of get an interesting question and an interesting conversation, at least we think, with this question of elder. What does it mean to be an elder? Because I, I think you're right, and I hadn't really thought of that, Hobbs, that the the first five don't really fit the criteria. By, by the criteria that rule niv it out, at least some of those five probably should have been ruled out too. Yeah, and I, and I don't uh... – not to contradict what you're saying, Alex, but I, it is worth noting, too, that the actual uh, events of the, I, I to use a large word here, the Draco Genesis on Dominaria, which if that's not a magic card, that should be. Um, but to, you know, with the, I can't remember the name of the, dra- the, the Ore Dragon, with the Ore Dragon coming and, you know, dropping all of the uh, Elder Dragons from the original, the the Legends Elder Dragons. Um, That story, that full story actually only came out, what, last year, right? That was right around when we started the show. Uh, Yeah. And so so that is, like, you're completely right, though. Like, they, even in that, they are backsplaining a lot of stuff that they never had backstory for and so a lot of this is tangled and and messy and and not particularly intended to be fully con- you know continuous continuous i invented two words in this in this little blurb here i'm really proud of myself and this brings a question i don't know if if one of you were going to more uh, skillfully segue into it or not but i'm going to just blunder into it um one of the another aspect of us having not been back to dominari when this article was written as as you were saying hobbs is that jay also didn't have our first elder demon to look at Mm -hmm. as part of this question Mm -hmm. um because belzenlock is an elder demon but reading through the story and i didn't read it with this lens so i may very well have missed it but i didn't see a lot of connection between him and other demons no that's exactly Alex where I was thinking of going to <laughs> because that's the whole thing that I'm like, I remember when we asked Jay, I, I had asked him when we were first conceiving this episode about his article and he had talked about, you know, like this is where it's at. It hasn't been updated for Belzenach and we get Belzenach and yeah, I, I am now stuck with what is a elder demon on Dominaria. Well, and it's other than the last of the quote unquote like Liliana Pact. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. interesting that he is, uh, is not <laughs> n- none of the other demons that hold Liliana's demonic pact are elder demons, also. Mm-hmm. And that is but, that is a confusing thing. So, so this just occurred to me. This is this is like going really deep on hand wavy. Uh, I believe fridge logic is is a is the the, the trope on TV tropes for this. But <laughs> think about this now. Belzenlock was busy claiming like every other title that he could come up with of dark things that happened on on Dominaria. Mm-hmm. What if he called himself an elder demon? Right. I, I mean, there was and then the they, discussion. The wizards right? had no choice but to print it on a card, otherwise he wouldn't appear. 
Right. Like, I mean, there was this whole thing, like, where he just, like, basically took whatever title and was like, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Elder. Yeah, the dragons are Elder. Why wouldn't a demon be? Yeah, and then it's still EDH, right? Right. <laughs> yep. Literally. El- Elder Demon Highlander. Yep. <laughs> and Elder, I mean, it- Elder Dinosaur Highlander. I mean, there may be a problem in our initial answers. None of us came up with D words for I was, uh, our crap. tribes. See, the problem with that is I can't do Elder Doggo Highlander <laughs> because they'd be hounds, and EHH is just ridiculous, guys. That's ri- I, I could not handle that. Well, it calls into just understanding, you know, Elder is more than old. We know that. Mm-hmm. Elder is a title, so it could be, like Alex said, Belzlanok drew this title to himself because he just took titles. That's what he did. Um, I mean, what Wizards has officially said is that Elder is has some sort of connection to others of their type. They're old and supremely powerful. Um, it is more a title that is bestowed, and they tend to have a connection to lesser members of their kind and embody the primal, like you were saying with the the dinosaurs, the primal essence of what it means. And from what we've seen so far, we've only seen this with uh, one demon, some dragons, and dinosaurs. And I'm just curious what it means for magic to have this as an idea that is separate from old or powerful. Well, and I think it's it's an interesting question for what does it mean for us, you know, for real life. I mean, an elder is just one of the honorifics too that we that we see in society. It's just one of the titles that people get and give. And you know, you have when we're talking about a church setting, maybe you know, you have father to refer to the priest or pastor to refer to your pastor. You think about um, government, you have you know, Mr. President, but, but yeah, there's, there's a number of different titles that we all get and give. I mean, think of even Mr. or Mrs. You, you say that to somebody, you know, it's more of a, used in a formal context, but you say that to somebody to show respect to them. You know, you don't just walk up to some stranger and say, you know, if, if you know their name, you don't just say, oh, hi there, Bill. You'd say, hi there, Mr. So-and-so. Or what you know, you're showing some deference, you're showing some respect, and um, you know there there's a certain weight and formality given to that. There's also an an interesting thing that I hadn't thought about in in the context of the elder and and things and titles like that is quite often titles are contextual. Mm. Um, depending on what context you're in, there's going to be different circumstances where you use somebody's title versus when you don't use somebody's title. There's different titles for different times and in different places for the same people. Um, I mean, for instance, I don't expect you guys to call me Dr. Hobbs Q. Right. I don't kind of require or expect that. I mean, it would be nice every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) However... You know, if I am in a work setting, depending on the environment that I'm in, that is a title that conveys something about me. Um, so th- this came up in, today, even that I was talking about the fact that I was meeting with somebody for the first time for say therapy. Having that title of doctor kind of suggests that I have been through some sort of a vetting process that 
I'm licensed. Um, I actually had a veteran today question why my business card says licensed on it. And, you know, it's that idea that by being a doctor with a license, I have been vetted. I, I have earned something. You and know in what some you're ways, talking about. Right. And that brings along for some people, I may be able to build trust with somebody because of that title alone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it is, yeah, credentials and, uh, you know, credentials alone often give, you know, sort of demand a, an amount of social respect or social weight. But I think what they represent, like you're saying, is that experience. It's the wisdom that you get along with that, the learning that you've gone through and, and had to accumulate in order to get to the position that you're in, in order to get that title, you know, it's uh it's the even though you might not like uh who he is or what he does dr phil mcgraw is a doctor dr phil is a person isn't he he's right he's but he's not like an md so he is a this is a complete tangent that's fine we can cut this out anyways he is a psychologist he technically is a clinical psychologist who um has not had an active license to practice clinical psychology in 20 or 30 years. Was he once? He once was. He okay. did like he he earned his degree, he did get the license. Was he like but de-licensed? The, he is not licensed. Was he stripped of his license though? No. Oh, okay. He, he just it let lapsed. it expire. Okay. He let it expire. Uh, there actually was some kind of sketchiness around it, but he... <laughs> Not a good example, so then. I'll remove this it. This actually... It, well, actually, this is a really good example because it's me getting on my soapbox, but... Dope. Um, he has the right to call himself doctor. He sure. has earned a PhD. Within the field of psychology, me being able to call myself a psychologist... Mm-hmm. If I am talking from a clinical perspective or giving any type of advice under a clinical perspective, I cannot call myself a psychologist unless I am licensed. That makes sense. Well, and it's it's kind of the difference between like uh, you'd still call a former president Mr. President, but that dude doesn't have the keys to Air Force One. As much as we would like him to. Right. <laughs> but but it does still yes. there is a certain amount of I mean it, and again like even though that achievement was in the past uh, you know there is a certain amount of respect that can be afforded to that person for what they once achieved. We're not going to still allow that person if they've not kept up on on their uh on their career or their credentials or whatever, we're not going to let that person practice obviously because there's a certain amount of vetting and maintenance and continued practice of the principles that they agreed to, uh, that that's necessary for them to be working with people. But they, they know some things, right? They know a heck of a lot more than I do about that field. Right. And I think that that's, you know, how we use titles in our society is exactly what you're saying. Um, We use titles as a way to convey information about that person. And it may be that that is what magic is trying to do, that elder is different than regular dragon. And it's an important distinction 
even if the cards on a power level are the same, from a lore perspective, what we care about, there is a difference. And even when we're talking about one of the oldest dragons in the multiverse outside of the elders that we know about in Niv-Mizzet does not get this as an honorific. Yeah, it is. It is interesting too. Uh, I don't know that. Um, I mean, people refer to Niv-Mizzet as Guildmaster, so that's an honorific that he gets. Um, it is interesting though that, like on Tarkir, sort of the the in-world flavor analogy to the elder creature type uh, is Dragonlord, and you do see in the most recent Tarkir story during the M nineteen. Uh, cycle of stories where we find out more about the Elder Dragon War and all that stuff. Um, during the present day conversations, you do see, uh, I believe it's Atarka is spoken to. Right, Atarka shows up and intercepts uh, Yasova and her granddaughters, and uh, Yasova addresses Atarka as Dragon Lord. And so again, there's a deference, there's a respect, there's a, you know, all of that sort of thing, that honorific shown. Uh, there, though, you know, I, I don't think at Hobbes's, uh psychology office that you are going to theoretically get your head bitten off. Literally. I mean, like, possibly if the, if the secretary's having a bad day. Metaphorically, then, but not, not literally. Yeah, and I mean, I, I will say that it's an interesting line to walk. You know, um, it, I am guessing that Nicol Bolas is an elder dragon in every situation. I am not a doctor in every situation. Yeah. And I think some of that comes down to the person and the title, perhaps, too. Um, you know, I could see Nicol Bolas being the kind of person who would want everyone in his life to call him doctor if he had a doctorate. Right. But there was, for instance, to, to that point, there was a teacher in my high school who uh, used the head of the department. I mean, he had a lot of titles, actually. He, was, he had a master's degree. He was the head of our theater department. Um, he you know, was quite a bit older than me. Uh, but he insisted, not that we refer to him as Mr. Janes, but as Ralph. And... So that does give a different effect, and I and I wonder what your two's thoughts are on that. That's a great point, Alex. So why so why can, would that happen? Yeah, so I can speak a little bit to that. Um, I will say that there's an interesting divide at times between medicine and psychology um, in this. Psychologists are a lot more likely to go by their first name, even with clients. So. Doctor is almost reserved for specific situations. Um, I will give an example. I worked on an acute psychiatric unit um, where I needed – we saw people short-term. Um, it was usually for stabilization. There was quick turnaround. And I preferred to and appreciated when I was identified as doctor on that unit because it gave me that level of what I was saying before – whether it's deserved or not, it gave me a level of respect and a level of clout. Now, if I am working with somebody long-term in a therapy setting, I choose to go by my first name because I am developing a very different relationship with that person, and I am trying to somewhat 
not have it be a Western ideal of I am the doctor. I am going to tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. You're trying to build more of a not necessarily a peer to peer relationship, but more of a a close relationship, like a, a more personal relationship with that client. Yep. And I will say this is generational. I have veterans who are very uncomfortable not addressing me as doctor. And it does tend to come from an older generation. Hmm. You are a doctor. You earned your degree. You are a doctor. Um, and that they are uncomfortable calling you anything but. I think it's interesting, too. You talk about the generational difference. And we, we have seen in, even in regular daily speech that formality is become much less of a of a common thing at least in america i don't know if that's different in other cultures and other countries and other languages too i i know that german uh you know it's considered extremely rude if you refer to a stranger not as herr such and such or frau such and such because you know you don't you don't know that person how dare you like you know and that's and that's reasonable that's their that's their culture that's their language um you know, it's the equivalent of Mr. or Mrs. Um, but it is interesting that, you know, I'll even see this with um, younger uh, younger families that are starting. So one of my wife's uh, cousins has a four-year-old kid, and she refers to her aunt as Katie. Not as Aunt Katie, but Katie. But if I referred to my aunts or uncles just as their name, they would consider that a, a kind of a bit rude. You know, if I just said so-and-so instead of uncle so-and-so, that would be kind of an off-put for them. And I, and I think that's interesting to note is it is a generational thing, and we are starting to evaporate some of that formality as we go forward throughout our society's progression. I'm still thinking about my sixth grade teacher who I still don't know her last name because she just went by Sandy. And yeah, no, she was, and, and she was an excellent teacher and was very good at it. She was actually won some state, uh, Minnesota state awards for some of the, the stuff she did, but I'm just trying to, you know, put that in context with other teachers. And like, I don't know that that was a specific it was definitely about the relationship she was trying to build. Um, I don't know that it ultimately was wildly different from all of my teachers, but it was certainly different from most of them. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that I actually have anything more to add there. I think you two covered that really well. No, that's fair. I just think it, it is interesting. Yeah, it, it is. I don't know that we have really actionable advice on this one. It's just mm -hmm. something that it's, curious to note it's interesting to watch and it's it's interesting to see sometimes though how those honorifics or that idea of respect based on what position you hold can sometimes be um you know it, it can either be used it can either be set aside and used only as like here's the wisdom that i bring to this situation or it can be used as you know weight thrown around to gain undue respect, that sort of thing. You know, if you see a, a supervisor in your workplace, sometimes they will, uh, you know, 
uh, pull pull rank a little bit on you. Pulling rank is a actually a perfect term for this. Um, but it's it is the like using their position to you know ask something unnecessary of you when really they just do the schedule they just organize the schedule and that's really their only responsibility sometimes they'll order the supplies i may or may not have had a supervisor who did this all the time when i used to work in retail you, you seem to be describing an awfully specific theoretical situation Joe. theoretically joe you were saying that you don't think we have necessarily have actionable advice on this one but i think we kind of do um less less specific advice but it, it's more of a, a thing of mindfulness it's it's a thing that i know you talk about a lot hobbs and it's hmm. it's a good term and it, it, it's a philosophy that i've kind of been pushing towards but i'm glad i have a term for it because it makes it easier to quantify and to discuss but a mindfulness then of how titles are used around you, how people, how you and other people you know in your life use titles and what the contexts are. And, you know, for the good, for the bad, for the something in the middle. Just something to be aware of. That's a yeah, great the point. The awareness piece is just huge. It's, it's, it's realizing the power that names and honorifics have. And I will flat out say I have just been sitting here and have come up with the fact of why Gristlebrand is not an elder. Mm. So Gristlebrand is not an elder because he realizes the power behind that honorific and he is trying to hide from Liliana. Oh, Inside the hell vault. Yes. Well, yeah. Or maybe, maybe he is just very sensitive to the plight of uh edh players and he doesn't want to be an elder demon if he can't be played in the format (laughs) he knew he was gonna get this like snap band magnanimously given up the title so that and i think i think while we're speaking of sensitive elders we have to go back to the og sensitive elder and curl up with a good book (laughs) wow thank you finally i feel like this cast is beginning to understand me (laughs) <laughs> because you're old yeah <laughs> and a doctor now, now get off his lawn and read a book <laughs> and fade that's our show you can find the podcast at GoblinLorePod on twitter or email any questions, comments, or concerns to goblinlorepodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, you can do so at patreon.com slash goblinlorepod. Goblin Lore is hosted by Hobbs Q, who you can find on Twitter at Hobbs Q. This episode was written and co-hosted by Alex Newman, who you can find on Twitter at AlexanderNewM. Engineering, editing, and production for this episode is by Joe Redeman, who you can find on Twitter, at Findhorn. Our music is by Vintergotten, who you can find on Twitter, at Vintergotten.com. Logo by Stephen Raphael on Twitter, at Stephen Raffle. Goblin Lore is a member of the Geek Therapy Network, which you can check out at geektherapy.com or at geektherapy on Twitter. And remember, goblins like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.